Welcome to the Vision Driven Marriage Podcast. If you're struggling in your marriage, or maybe you're wondering if it's even salvageable, before you give up or before you let things get too hard, let us come alongside you and help you solidify your marriage. We offer biblical encouragement and insight to help you strengthen your marriage. Hello, Heart Call community. I'm so excited to introduce to you our new friend, Tess Scott. Tess, you have a very interesting story. You're a mom of eight boys, and you're a breast cancer survivor and an author of the book, Listen, Sister, Finding Hope in the Freak Show of Life. And you call yourself a black sheep turned Jesus girl. I love that. Tell us why you like to share encouragement um, with others when they're in the messy middle. You know, I've, thanks for having me on, by the way. It's very, very fun and exciting. I love, I love it. Love talking about it. And um, I think it's so, so important that we share our experiences with um, honesty and vulnerability because I want people to know and other other people to know that this is real life, you know, that nobody's life is perfect. I think that there was times in my life and there's times in people's lives where we think we expect we have these expectations like marriage is going to be easy. I'm going to get married and it's going to be like this, um, like perfect fairy tale right from the wedding until the day I die. We're going to be married forever and everything's going to go along just tickety boo. And there are good days. But you know what? There are not fun days, too, (laughs) because we're all human and that's part of it. So, you know, I want to have that expectation and I want other women to have that expectation that that's okay. It it might be a little bit rough today, but just, you know, tread water, tread water. Just keep loving him. There's going to be days you're not even going to like him. Right. (laughs) Like that's that's just the truth of it. There's going to be days like that. But then another day you will. So just keep on, just keep on. Because I think sometimes it's too easy to quit. Yes, yeah, the divorce is is high and it's a word that, you know, when we got married, we committed to not have divorce in our vocabulary. We mm-hmm. just said it's not an option, you know, but nowadays too often it is too easy to quit or to walk away. And so follow-up question on that is how has your spouse encouraged you in your marriage? Oh, my, my spouse is amazing. Now, I just have to say here that I've been married four times, four, and I'm not even a celebrity, right? <laughs> I've been married a lot of times. And this, this is the second time I've been married to my husband, Rick. Like we were married and then we were divorced. And I didn't want him to leave. Like I was like living for the Lord now. And like, I'm a Christian. I'm going to Bible study. I'm reading my Bible. I'm like doing all the things. And then he, yeah, he just decided I don't love you anymore. And I'm, and I'm out. And I was devastated. Like, you know, everybody is, but, but I thought like, really Lord, like I don't want to be divorced three times. And uh, I spent a lot of time with my face in the green carpet of my bedroom, just begging God to not let that happen because there's shame in that as well. I felt a lot of shame about it. I didn't want my kids to have to go through it. I still loved him, but yet God allowed it to happen. And, and it was terrible. And, (laughs) 
And we were divorced for three years, like divorced, not just separated, like the big D, divorced for three years. And then God reconciled our relationship. Like he just started answering texts, which was so weird because he's such an avoider. Like, you know, he would never yell, but he just like would not answer, like kind of passive aggressive, I think you call that. And um, so then he took me out for dinner and he told me that, um, you know, he had all these regrets. He told me everything God had been saying to him and just that he wanted the chance to be in our life. He just wanted to be able to hang out to like, we have a big family. We have a blended family of eight boys and uh, he just wanted to be part of it. And so I agreed, you know, and there was stipulations and, and, he, and I said, what is your intention? And he said, my intention is that we would be married again. And like, I bawled all through supper and it was a really great supper. It was my favorite restaurant, but like I cried all the way through it <laughs> and, uh, and it wasn't easy. We lived separately and we went through everything. He said, there's nothing off limits. You can ask me anything. And we talked through everything that had happened in the past because we had to, the, the truth had to come out and it was hard to hear. And I didn't want to hear it, but I had to. And, um, and we worked through forgiveness and neither of us, neither him nor I were perfect spouses and we both made mistakes and we both needed forgiveness. And sometimes it's more difficult being the forgiven than the forgiver. And that's, that is really something that we've had to work, to work through, um, to live in forgive, to live as a forgiven person. Um, but we did. And then we got remarried and it was an amazing day. And our marriage is totally different now than it was the last time, of course. And three weeks after our wedding, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so, again, I was a little disappointed in God at that time. Like, I was actually pretty mad. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I finally get my husband back. We're going to be married. This is going to be the best year ever, you know. And uh, we're going to have this big honeymoon year and all these expectations of what life was going to look like. And instead, I had a year of a mastectomy, chemotherapy, lose your hair, radiation, drives to the hospital. And I thought, this is the worst timing, the worst. But what I've learned, and you don't learn it in the moment, right? You know that you learn it later. <laughs> Looking back, what I learned was that it was actually the best timing because this allowed me to just be vulnerable to my husband because I mean, if, if the timing was different and he said, Hey Tess, I hear that you're sick and I want to come back and take care of you. I would have said, I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> there is no way you're coming, <laughs> you know? Um, but neither of us knew that was ha this would happen. And it allowed him to take care of me. It allowed the, uh, the kids to see like dad's here and he's in it, you know, and he just got to prove himself over that year. And I'll never forget this day. It was like a really bad day. Because sometimes I think when we look back and talk about it, it seems like, oh, that was such a great time. But it really wasn't. Um, <laughs> but there was this one day where I remember saying I was feeling really sorry for myself. And I was really down. And I said, you know, you didn't know when you came back that I was going to have a mastectomy. And you didn't know that I was going to lose all my hair. And, you know, you didn't know you were going to have to take care of me and all this. And uh and he just said, Tess, this is what I knew. 
I knew that we're going to be married for the rest of our lives. And I knew probably eventually one of us is going to have to take care of the other one. And that's what I'm here for. And I was like, wow, what a gift that was to me. Yes. That what I hear you saying is that God redeemed that time and brought you through a really, really hard time, spoke into his life spoken to your life and just brought you back together in such a beautiful way. And, and what a demonstration of God's provision, because God knew what you were going to need long before the two of you did. And so yes. being able to heal that part of your heart that would have wondered, you know, is he just here because I'm sick? God took care of that ahead of time. What a blessing. A lot of our listeners um, are, are listening to some of the stories that we have, stories that you have, and, and they think, well, that doesn't really show the things that I'm dealing with right now. I'm dealing with struggles that, you know, you might not understand. Maybe it's not as big because sometimes they think if it's a small struggle, it's not as important. Mm -hmm. And then they find themselves in this spiral that's just a mess. And, you know, Leslie had talked about you mentioning living in the messy middle. What do you do in the daily messes that allows you to draw closer to each other and closer to God? Yeah, it's, it's, you know what, it, it is the daily things that get you, right, that wear you down sometimes. And I think it's so important to be intentional, intentional about spending time together, because we can get busy, like it was busy when we had all those kids home. I can't, like, I'm not going to lie, but it was like, it was a freak show. That's where that comes from. <laughs> But we had to be intentional about spending time together. So we had a spot, we had our bedroom, and the kids knew they weren't allowed on the carpet in that room. So they would stand at the door, knock at the door, talk to us, we'll come out and talk to you. But that's our spot. That's our space so that we can close that door and we can have our time to talk to each other. Like just it was our intentional time. And our family were like game people, like board games and stuff like that. So we did a lot of time together that way too, um, my husband and I, Rick. Um, so we were really intentional about spending time together. It's great to spend time with the kids. Obviously, we did that too, but just being very protective of that time. And the other thing that we um, do is we pray together. We always pray together. And it just, it lines your hearts up together. There's no faking in praying. I mean, it's just, this is your heart and you're bearing your heart in front of this other people, this other person, I'm sorry, and and with God. Doug and I want to break in right here in the middle of this episode and tell you about a very special free resource that we've created for you. We know that most couples don't know how to begin a journey to spiritual intimacy. Some couples are just trying to stay on the journey to physical intimacy. Praying together is one of the most rewarding disciplines of spiritual intimacy. It's the cornerstone and can deepen your love for your spouse and your commitment to your marriage. And that strengthens emotional and physical intimacy. It's also one of the hardest to actually be disciplined at. You know, things come up, excuses bear weight, time gets away from us. That's why we developed this brief guide to praying with your spouse. It includes how to overcome common barriers and seven things to consider. Just as there are many reasons why it's difficult to pray together, there are equally as many ways to push through the barriers and incorporate a habit that will draw the two of you close to God and closer to each other. We know firsthand, and we're living proof that spiritual intimacy can be developed by praying with each other. 
To get this free guide called Praying With Your Spouse, A Brief Guide, just follow the link below. And now back to our show. Yeah, I know one of the things we did, we had tea time, something that mm-hmm. we called tea time. And uh, Doug has been a coach for a long time. And um, so we would tee him up, not him up, but we'd tee the kids up. <laughs> when he'd get home from school, we had uh, what we called tea time and the girls had to wait. And I got yeah. him the first 10 or 15 minutes when he got home from work. You know, and then they could, they could, you know, attack dad and do whatever, but I got the first 15 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's so good. And it's such a good, um, like demonstration for them because you're teaching them as well, right? What that relationship should look like and that you're the most important thing to him. The kids are important, but your spouse is the most important in your, in your relationship. What I've seen often is couples don't realize how desperately their children need to know that mom and dad love each other, Mm -hmm. even when there's struggles. They need to know that, you know, dad's important to mom, mom's important to dad. uh, Kids will get a lot of comfort and security in that. And then you have Mm -hmm. a better opportunity to speak truth into their lives too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not what the world teaches, but that's what we're told. Yes, yeah, that's what we hear. Now, how many kids do you have at home now? Uh, now I just have one last kid at home who is 19. So he's sort of like on the edge of the nest and I'm coming up behind him and like scaring him, trying to, you know, so that he flies <laughs> off. Um, I want him to be good and everything, but you know, I don't, I don't want to have him here forever. So <laughs> he won't listen to this. It's okay. He knows I tell him all the time, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Yes. Our kids too. We were like that too. And our youngest is a senior in college and, um, you know, we equipped them to fly as often or as soon as they could, you know. Mm-hmm. And so so we've been loving the empty nest for the last three, four years. Oh, I can't wait. See, you see, I've spread my kids out. There's a lot of them and they're spread out. So my oldest one is 38 this year. So I've been doing this mom thing for 38 years. Long it time. seems long. It's wonderful. <laughs> There's lots of wonderful things about it. And it's also long. And um, so... <laughs> But there's lots of stories, right? That's that's the plus. The plus is there's a ton of freak show stories. And hopefully that's an encouragement to other people. Yes, yes. I love that, that you describe your life as a freak show. <laughs> and yeah. so tell me a little bit about your book. Well, the book is um, a whole bunch. I think there's like 95 short stories of things that really embarrassingly really happened in life and then just what I kind of learned from it you know and I wanted to be an encouragement to other women that these are all things I wanted to say normal things but I'm not sure if they are normal things like does everyone's kids pee in the lego I don't know but just (laughs) normal things that could happen and that's okay because I think that when I was a young mom you know all those years ago I met my other my friends in person or I called them on my rotary dial phone, you know, and I heard their life and it, and I heard their kids screaming in the background or I went to their house and their sink was full of dishes. And I saw that their life was not perfect, just like mine. But now I see this next generation of my daughter-in-laws and younger women. And I see that they meet a lot and um, talk to friends over social, right? So if, if you are on Instagram And you see this person with this big, beautiful house, you know, with the wreath on the door and the pumpkin on the porch. And you think like, wow, her life is perfect. I want to tell you this. 
If you showed up at her house unannounced, there is laundry on her couch, just like your house. Yes. Because we all have imperfect lives. Yes, absolutely. That's, yeah. In fact, that, we've got laundry upstairs <laughs> and we don't even have any kids at home. <laughs> we still have laundry piled. Because it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no. But I, I do want to say I appreciated one of the very first devotionals that was in that book about the, the corn crib story. Because oh, I yeah. grew up on a farm and my dad wouldn't let me go up in the corn crib either. And so only it wasn't in our corn crib. It wasn't because of rats. It was because of raccoons. Ah, uh, yes. Same kind of thing, though. Yes, yeah. yes. Same kind of thing. Yeah. And he wouldn't let me go. Well, I wouldn't care. I would go up there. The raccoons would scare me. And But she, my dad's like, yes, they're going to fight you off. And Yeah. Well, my dad didn't even tell me why I couldn't go in it. I was little and he just said no. And I thought, wow, like he's the meanest man in the entire world. Of course, I was three or four, but, you know, and then years later, I, I found out that it was because there was rats and he was really protecting me. But the story, I mean, even if you didn't grow up on a farm, we've all been disappointed and not got what we thought was what we needed right. from God. But, you know, we may not we may not ever know why in our lifetime but sometimes god is just protecting us sometimes he has something better for us like we don't necessarily know if we do it's years later sometimes yes. if we ever do. yeah but but we can trust him god is trustworthy i could trust my dad because he loved me you know so that's just the lesson there is that we can we can trust god he's looking after us Yes, absolutely. And for our listeners, if you'd like to know more about Tess's book, the link will be in the show notes of this episode. Thanks. Tess, can you tell us where our listeners can find you? Well, you can go to TessScott.com. That's easy to remember. And uh, you can find me there. I've been um, traveling around, speaking at different churches and women's group and just having a hoot. And uh, that's my favorite. And uh, you can also find my book there or it's at all, all the kinds of places that you buy books. You know, in the States, I mean, I'm in Canada. So we have um, Kohl's, Indigo. I guess you have Barnes & Noble, mm -hmm. um, Walmart.com. Uh, christianbook.com those kinds of places you can find it there and i hope it's an encouragement i hope that that women read it and just laugh maybe till they pee their pants that's fine <laughs> and i know and i did i love the devotionals that i've read so far and they are funny and they're just so to the point they're so relatable and i just appreciate that so much about you oh thank you thank you and so okay tessa's all of tessa's social media links will be in the um, show notes of this episode along with a link to her book. Tess, it has been wonderful to have you with us today. Oh, thanks so much. So much fun. And we appreciate all of the encouragement that you've given to our listeners because a lot of them are going to be able to relate with the fact that things might not always look perfect, but we serve a God who is and we're thankful right. for that. Yes, I agree. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tess.